What will be different this time around between the Packers and the Lions in an NFC North rematch, in an NFC North cage match, as the Packers and Lions each have an opportunity to try and sneak into the playoffs on Sunday night football. Matt Derry from Locked on Lions joins us for another crossover edition, our last regular season crossover edition of the 2022 NFL season. Let's go. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. It is crossover Thursday. Packers, Lions, Matt Derry. It's me. Peter Bukowski, (laughs) let's go. Welcome inside another crossover edition. Locked on Packers, Locked on Lions. I'm Peter Bukowski, host of Locked on Packers with my buddy Matt Derry from Locked on Lions. A Sunday night football absolute NFC North showdown. It is going to be potentially for all the marbles or it will be for just some of the marbles as the lions can be eliminated before this game is even played. We'll talk about that with Matt. Of course, today's crossover Thursday presented by our friends at prize picks. Prize picks is fun. It's easy. It's daily fantasy made right. You don't have to compete against me or Matt or anybody else. Just the number you and the number you put a couple picks together. You can up to 10 times your money prize picks with the promo code locked on. will get you up to a hundred dollar deposit match. Use the promo code locked on with prize picks, Matt. It is excellent to be with you. I hope you had a, a good holiday. Um, happy new year, 2023 new year, new us, but not really because we're here previewing this game. Um, but it is kind of new year, new teams because the Packers and the lions each very much, not the teams that we saw in early November when these guys got together that first time. What stories are you following right now with this team? First of all, Pete, are you done making fun of the Lions? Like, have we reached the point now where you, yes, you're done. I will. I will still make fun of the kneecap biting part of it, but I, I have been, I have been on the the Lions. I told you before the season, I thought they could make the playoffs and you, you got mad at you had laughed at me. I know that's true. That's true. <laughs> I love talking to you, Pete. I'm so happy that this game has meaning. You and I have done a mm. few of these over the years where uh, week 18 or even 17 back in the day was just nothing. And it was Jordan Love or it was uh, uh, Jeff Driscoll or whoever was quarterback in the Lions. Yeah. But this is this is great. Um, and I want to put something out there right away. This notion or this narrative that if Seattle wins, which I think they will uh, at four o'clock, that this is nothing. This will mean nothing for the Lions. Is is so false. Oh, uh, the Lions want this badly, regardless if they're knocked out of the playoffs. They want to beat Aaron Rodgers. They've heard him chirp a little bit. They want to finish second in the division. They want to finish with a winning record. So this game will have extreme meaning to the Lions, regardless of what happens um, in Seattle. I just want to throw that out there. Can, can I can I build on that and ask you this question because it's something that has has been sort of a part of the discussion in the narrative in Packers circles this week. This idea that the Lions are actually more dangerous if they're not playing for the playoffs, because then it's like last year, then it's 
hey, flea flickers, reverse passes, it's it's empty the tank. And that I, I sort of I think there's a reasonable case that I, I kind of would rather the Lions have something on the line because Dan Campbell might not go for every fourth down and they might not bust out some of these trick plays. What do you think about that? That's an interesting point. I, I think they're going to empty the tank anyway. I, okay. I, I think they're going to okay. play. So then it doesn't matter. I, right. I think they're going to play the exact same way uh, no matter what. Now, with that being said, the recklessness at times of Dan Campbell over two years with fourth downs and stuff, I think he's dialed that back. Um, he's settling for three. He's usual, utilizing his kicker now, Michael Badgley, a little bit uh, more than he had. And I still I think he's going to coach this the same way. And I think Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, who's now rumored to be, uh, you know, possibly a, a Carolina candidate. You know, he's doing a good job. I think they're going to go with this thing the exact same way, no matter what happens at four o'clock uh, out in Seattle. And I think the Lions are dangerous regardless. Now, do I think they're definitely going to win? We can do the prediction game later in the in the show here, but I think they are playing really well, sound, solid. The offense has been moving. Again, Jared Goff's last game as a Ram and last playoff game. Uh, he ever played and was at Lambeau field and he didn't do too badly in that game with, despite the, the thumb injury, but obviously he was outplayed by Rogers in that 32 to 18 Packer went over the Rams. But uh storyline for the lions is this is fun. This is exactly where they wanted to be. They're excited uh, bounce back against the bears last week, but obviously the bears are pathetic, but <laughs> you know, Hey, uh, the lions played really well and got to rest some of their starters, but they are excited. This town is, is up for grabs for what's going to happen Sunday night. Yeah. I want to, I also want to give you credit because the last time we were on the show, I, I asked you about the future of the lions and you have told me both on and off air that you think Jared Goff it can, can continue to be the quarterback for the lions, that they believe in him more than people on the outside. And it seems to me that the last eight weeks have validated that they are number one in offensive stats for like two months now, number one in EPA per play and DVOA. Like it's, it's crazy what this offense has been. And I think that's the biggest thing for the Packers is the, the defensive improvements that we've seen over the last few weeks. And they've been real for green Bay. This defense is playing much better the last month and a half. If they're, if they're going to go against an offense. And I know this feels weird because Dalvin cook is not on the lions and Justin Jefferson is not on the lions. This Lions offense is objectively better than the Vikings and, and they're more explosive. They're more consistent. And again, I know that that if you're a fantasy football player seems weird, the lions are better and have been better all season. It is a huge test for this Packers defense, especially now that you bring Jamison Williams back into this offense that already had Amon Ross St. Brown playing at, you know, a borderline all pro level. Um, Jamal Williams, all he does is score touchdowns. Yeah. The offensive line is playing really well. Like I am so much more afraid from a Packers perspective of this Lions offense than of anything the Vikings could do. That that makes this a really fun matchup. We we might get a, a rehashing of of Lions Seahawks from earlier in the season. Right? Was that game thirty nine thirty six or something crazy like that? Like that might be where we're looking 45. because I mean, yeah, this a lot, this a lot Lions of offense like. Can you can you give me a little Jamison Williams on on what he's done and because they're they're bringing him along it seems like slowly but every time he does get an opportunity you're just like whoa who is that guy I think this is the game Pete and I want to ask you about the Packers too but I think this is the game they unleash Jamison Williams he's mm. not really touched the football much in five weeks I mean he's been back but it's been small doses uh, uh, the the long pass for a touchdown against the Vikings a few weeks ago then that was it. 
few targets here and there last week, a reverse where they got him in space and he ran for 40 yards and then you never saw him again. This might be the time Sunday night football national audience at, at Lambeau where all of a sudden he's, he's a bigger part of what they're doing, but you're right. The consistency has been there. Um, I just, you know, it's not like I'm this big golf fan, but I was on with you, whether it was on this program or, or unlocked on, on, on sports today, we were talking about what the lions think of Jared Goff. I don't hmm. think they want to start over. I don't think they are in love. We're in love with Malik Willis last year. Like lion fans were going, how could we pass on Malik Willis now this year? Are they, if they're in a position to get Stroud using the Rams pick or Levis or any of these other quarterbacks, obviously Bryce will be gone, but uh, to Houston, but I don't think they're doing that. I think they feel like golf offers leadership. Um, Jamal Williams had a 50, 60 yard run this week when golf was on the sidelines and the game was over and Sudfeld was in and here's Jared running on the sidelines with his helmet off, just rooting on his teammate. They like that. And so I don't think he's, he's going anywhere. So what, what about in green Bay? What's what, what are the storylines up there? I mean, I, I think there are, there are many of them. Um, but Right now, it's this team was four and eight, and it's very similar to the Lions. It's, it's just it's an atypical situation for the Packers to be in to be sitting at four and eight, going, "What is happening?" To now um, be on this win streak, which I think thought felt inconceivable at four and eight. Um, now looking like, well, hey, why not Green Bay? Because the 49ers look vulnerable. Philadelphia suddenly looks vulnerable. They already beat the Cowboys. They've already beaten the Vikings. So why not? Why can't this be the year that they go on a run? Um, you're hearing the whispers of like, this reminds me of 2010. And, and when that team needed to win the last two games to get in, they get in as a wild card and they go on that magical run. This version of Aaron Rodgers not playing as well as that version of Aaron Rodgers. But part of that is the fun of this, right? Like in 2016, um, they won all those games. Um, and it was because of Aaron Rodgers. He just went in fuego. Well, what if Aaron Rodgers does that again? Like, because they're winning with the run game and defense. If he does that, there's no one that they can't beat. And I think that's part of why this is so fun is because they're they're winning these games. They've gone on this win streak because the defense has been better and because they've committed to saying Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, you're the engine of this team. Aaron Rodgers, just don't screw it up. And then, and then make a couple plays. And I think that that's something that they can really rely on I was trying to think, and I think it's probably 2016, right? The last time that the, the Lions played in a game a game this big? Yeah, I know you and I were talking about it on Twitter. I mean, the next year in 2017, the second to last game against the Bengals, they were 8-6 and six at the time, and that was a huge game because that, that would have propelled them likely into the playoffs. They lost that one and then mm. uh, lost to the Packers or beat the Packers the next week, but they were already eliminated. Um, certainly, uh, uh, the last the Jim Caldwell, the Packers, last- as I recall. Yep, the last Jim Caldwell season, uh, second to last Jim Caldwell season, they uh, they played in the playoffs against Seattle, 2014 Cowboys game. There, there's been a few, but this, you're right. I mean, this this feels different because of the regime change, the love for Dan Campbell, players being bought in, and even if they're eliminated, to just beat Green Bay and have some momentum going into the season, and somebody actually picking the Lions to play on Sunday Night Football and being flexed in, I know that a lot of it's Rodgers, but it means something to the fans here. It is pretty cool. I can think of more crucial late seat, like week 18 Packers lions games than any of the other teams that the Packers have played in the Aaron Rodgers era. Like I, they've had, they had a winning in game against the Vikings that they lost. Um, it was going to be, it was, that one was four to the division. It was against Teddy Bridgewater, but 2014, right. The Matt, the, the, there was the Matt Flynn game. 
Um, and, <laughs> and then 2016, right. right. Didn't they play in the last week in 2016, but then we found out right before the game that they were both getting in anyway. So it didn't really matter the same kind yeah. of way. Yeah. But, but like the bears 2010 was the only time I can think of that game mattering at the end of that season. So it's, it's interesting that for, you know, I make my jokes about the lions, but at the end of the season, these teams play a lot. There have been some games that matter a lot. Let's dig into the matchups here. Um, as we get ready for Sunday night football, bet online, your number one source for all of your betting info, stats, news, analysis, um, Packers, four and a half point favorites in this one over with our friends at bet online. Um, that is, that was the opening line, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, and so it hasn't really moved so far. Uh, we'll see if it stays there over the course of the week. If you have a lean. BetOnline is the place to play. It heads to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. And we, we appreciate you making Locked On Packers and Locked On Lions your first listen every day. Subscribe to Locked On NFL and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday and on Monday with local insiders who cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes. Locked on NFL, you will find Matt and I on Locked on NFL, of course, when the Packers and Lions are the big story, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Matt, the last time we did this and talked about matchups, we were talking about the worst, one of the worst defenses in the history of the NFL. The Lions are no longer that. They are just sort of -of run-of-the-mill bad. Um, If you look at the numbers, they're sort of in the low 20s now versus the, the 31 or 32 that they were before. Um, what have they done to to turn that around? Because I think that's a that's a key in this game. If they can play, you know, better than they had, or certainly better than they did against the Panthers. Some of these guys are growing up right before our eyes. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson is having a a really good second half, and is certainly in the in the discussion for Defensive Rookie of the Year with Sauce Gardner and Tariq Woolen and others. Uh, and all of a sudden, this James Houston kid, uh, the sixth round pick, is a sack machine. Yeah. So now teams are fearing. The Lions up front, which we haven't been able to say in years, probably going back to Indomitian Sioux and that D-line back in 14. So uh, that's been pretty cool to see. Um, they're tackling a little bit better. The uh, I know today th- this will be the Aubrey Pleasant Bowl on Sunday night yeah, because uh, he's now Packers uh, advisor or coach, but the Lions firing their secondary coach did something. I don't know what exactly, but it, <laughs> they've been better since. So... That's been a good thing. Uh, they got run over by Carolina just two weeks ago, and that's still in the back of my mind a little bit how embarrassing that was. Um, but all in all, it's just been better tackling, um, safety play when Deshaun Elliott is healthy next to Kirby Joseph. Those guys have a nice chemistry. Elliott being healthy this week is going to be huge if he can play. But again, I think it's it's kind of the Hutchinson and James Houston factor. Um, a six-round pick that was... Uh, inactive and uh, for weeks and all of a sudden has been good. So it's been, it's been nice to see. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the, the defense, I I mentioned the offense is the thing that I'm, that I'm got my eye on here for the lions. It's their best thing, but I think that's why the defense is so important. They got those turnovers in this first game, three interceptions off Aaron Rodgers, Oh, for four in the red zone. I mean, I've never seen Aaron Rodgers play a game like that. That was, it was bizarre to play. Yeah. You and I, I don't, I don't know that you and I talked about that specifically after the game. That's probably not going to happen, right? He's probably oh. not going to throw three interceptions to I like doubt. one to Aiden Hutchinson, who now has a, a, I believe a record. He's the, I know he's the only player in the league this year to have five sacks and three interceptions. 
Um, and I, I think he has a chance to set the interception record for defensive lineman in, in week 18 R- rookie rookie defensive. Is it, yeah. is it rookie? Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, it was great. The Justin Fields pick last week on the, on the last play was fun because he yeah. was like hiding out. I don't think Justin Fields ever knew he was even on the field. Um, which I don't know if that's funnier for Aiden Hutchinson or worse for Justin Fields, but I think the answer is yes. So I'm, I'm interested in that. The, the, the running game for the, the Lions um, and the play action game, I, the the Lions running game, I expect to be good. But then I look at the numbers and I go, eh, it's just kind of like, okay, like they're just kind of fine running the ball, but they're really good on play action. So uh, do you think they have to run the ball in this game against a, a leaky Packers run defense to make this offense work? Like obviously Jared Goff straight drop. That's not going to be the way you win. You're not, it's not going to just be shotgun, spread it out and try and let him pick apart this Packers pass defense. They have to go to play action, but how, how important do you think the run game is in this one? Well, obviously it's, it's important because it keeps Rogers off the field. I mean, if the lions are forced to play from behind and it turns into a shootout, yeah, they can, they can muster up some points and I think they will, but it, it kind of starts with that two headed monster And this past week. And I know it was the bears and, we can make jokes all day for Lauren Cox, our buddy on Lockdown Bears, but <laughs> we love you, yeah. Lauren. Yeah, we love him. DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams running the football have been really good. Yeah. Then you throw Justin Jackson and Craig Reynolds in his running backs three and four. And when they're out there, uh, they do well. Uh, that offensive line is really good. And so that's set up the play action. The tight ends are involved now uh, a little bit, but watch for Swift. He's been better the last few weeks. It's almost like he's healthy again, aggressive, turning the corner hitting the right holes. Um, and I, I like what I've seen from him. You you said leaky Packer run defense. I mean, what, what's, what's been that problem there? Is it, is it the guys up front or is it the linebackers? Yes. Um, <laughs> I think unfortunately is the problem, but it's, it's been much better lately. Um, they did, they did a really nice job against, you know, the dolphins, the, the dolphins got them on, on a couple runs early on. And then in the second half, it was locked down. Um, they held Dalvin Cook in in check. Now, part of that was game script, right? The Vikings not able to to stick with the run because they're having to play catch up. But still, even when that game in the first half was um, up in the air, they did a really good job against Dalvin Cook. Three plays inside the five, um, and and the Vikings can't score, um, in, including a great play by T.J. Slayton to to tackle. Um, uh, Dalvin Cook behind the line of scrimmage. Part of it is that Devontae Wyatt is playing more, the first round pick from Georgia. Dean Lowry is playing less because he's hurt. He's off the field. And TJ Slayton is a, a, a factor when he's been out there. And, and I don't know why he's not playing more. He has been lately and he's been playing really well. That frees up Kenny Clark. And then you're seeing, you know, I, your point about the, the pass rush and this, this front for the Lions, guys growing up defensively. Quay Walker has been growing up as a linebacker. Some of his best games have been over the last month. Devondre Campbell is starting to look like the guy we saw last year who was an all pro and Adrian Amos, who is that key run fit alley player for the Packers. If you're going to play too high, as much as Joe Barry does, and I know you guys in Detroit know Joe Barry, um, (laughs) then you have to be able to play um, top down in the, in the run game. And all of a sudden Adrian Amos looks more like the guy that he was the last three years than he has the guy that he looked, you know, early in the season when it just sort of looked like, yeah, this guy might be toast. He, he doesn't look that way anymore. And so it's the Packers' best players are playing better. Kenny Clark is playing better. Jair Alexander's playing better. Devondre Campbell is playing better. 
And then you're seeing the maturation of these other players who are who are growing into roles and and I think taking advantage of these opportunities um, to get more playing time, the TJ Slaytons, the, the Devontae Wyatts. And like the, the Lions are doing this too, just taking a sixth round pick, for example, and turning him into an impact player. The Packers, Kingsley and Igbari, fills in for Rashawn Gary, who got hurt in this Lions game the last time out. He leads rookie pass rushers in win rate, according to Pro Football Focus, I think Barry does, ahead of Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson is second. So you have to get that kind of production because in the NFL, as you know, this is this is a, a war of attrition. And, you know, I, I want to be careful about those metaphors because obviously the DeMar Hamlin situation um, is... is um, in all of our minds, yeah. Harrowing and yeah, it is very much on our minds. Um, but so I, I think that... It's finding those players to step up, and they have the Rudy Fords, um, you know, these guys you pull up off the scrap heap. You have to get contributions from those guys because at some point you eventually need them in a game like this. Jair Alexander's hat. Are we going to see that uh, this week? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm matchup. wondering if you think if you think the move, like if you were advising the Packers, <laughs> hey, just throw Jair on Amon Ross St. Brown. Is that, the, he plays 60% of the slot. So that becomes difficult. You probably have to send safety help if you're going to do that. But that's what the Packers did with Justin Jefferson. It's when he's in the slot, it's Jair on him and you have this cone safety over the top. Is that the way to take care of, like as much as you can take care in quotes of Amon Ross St. Brown? Is that the way to do it? Do you think? Well, I mean, Justin Jefferson is so elite and I'm not saying Amon Ra is not really good because he is, but there's something about St. Brown where he just gets open and it's more dink and dunk than necessarily a Justin Jefferson, you know, seventh grade fly pattern. Right. Um, I mean, to, to use an old phrase from our youth, Pete, but yeah, St. Brown just finds a way. So to sit here and say, Oh, well, Jair's is going to play him and blanket him all game. It's tough. If they go yeah. zone, uh, if, if they try some things, somehow Amon Ra finds a way. It's if it's Amon Ra for four catches and 82 yards, the Packers would be in better shape than it's seven for 82. Cause somehow, some way, St. Brown's got that third and seven. He gets you the eight and keeps the chains moving. So. Yeah, he's um, he's I, one, I think one of the highest graded. I think he's number two in yards per route run this season. So yes, he does he does get you eight on third and seven. But he can also like the, the way Ben Johnson is scheming that team up. I mean, he's running free in these zone defenses. Yeah, it's it's tough to match him. He he is an absolutely incredible player. I kind of still can't believe the Packers did not draft him. That's a different thing. <laughs> a um, lot of teams passed on him, man. A lot. <laughs> I, I do wonder if the fact that Equinemia St. Brown was on their team and kind of in the doghouse was part of the reason why they didn't. And if that is true, that's eh, kind of a, kind of a whiff. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. I haven't had my Built Bar today, but I, I plan to. In fact, maybe as soon as we're done with this show, I will have one. I have one almost every day. Every day. Because they are delicious. Like, I can't emphasize that enough. These are delicious in addition to being exactly what you need from a bar like this that has the macros. They've got the protein, 17 grams of protein. They've got the low calories, 130 calories, four grams of sugar. Okay, all that stuff's great. You can find healthy food. You can't find healthy food that tastes like this. These things are special. 100% real chocolate on the outside. All the puff flavors, I cannot recommend them enough. They are unlike any protein bar you have ever had and now you can get them at Sam's Club, at Walmart. You don't have to go online, although please feel free. Built.com, you can go get them. But Sam's Club, Walmart, they have them there easy enough. You're there doing some other shopping. Grab some Built Bars. Your stomach will thank you. 
And thanks for making Locked On Packers and Locked On Lions your first listen. For your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast, bringing you the local insights you love. The National Spotlight with daily conversations on the NFL's biggest stories. Locked On NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. All right, Locked On Packers, Locked On Lions, Matt Derry, Peter Bukowski with you as we get set for Sunday night football. Matt, if you were going to boil this down to one thing, okay, the Lions win because. What is the because? If they take care of the football and don't turn it over and there's not a golf fumble, and he's been good with it lately. He's been real good with the football lately, but kind of reared its ugly head in that Carolina loss when they were ready to go in and go up 14-7. to seven. He fumbled a snap from Ragnow. It was both their faults. But he's, other than that, for the past, gosh, two months, he's been really good with the football. Question is, you know, under the lights, Sunday night, uh, temperatures in the 20s. Will he cough one up? Will he throw that pick that, you know, we, we sit here on Monday and go, man, the Lions were the better team, but there was a costly interception or a fumble. Um, I, I think it's the turnover battle. If the Lions win it, they can win this thing. What about what about for the pack? I mean, the irony of that is that is exactly what happened to Green Bay in the first game. They should have won that game. They outplayed down to down the Detroit Lions and Aaron Rodgers could not stop throwing to the wrong team. Yeah. And and that is not the narrative you expect in a Jared Goff Aaron Rodgers game, but that's what we saw. So in uh in light of that, my answer is red zone offense. Play and finish drives because they went 0 for 4 in that first matchup, almost 400 yards of offense. In eight drives where the Packers tried to score, Matt, they were in Lions territory on seven of them and managed nine points. That like you just aren't going to beat a lot of teams doing that. And so I, we've gotten this far and not talked about the home road splits. I actually want to ask you about that um, because I don't think this is going to be a game where you're going to see the Lions score 30. Maybe, but but I think for the Packers, converting in the red zone is going to be the key because I think they're going to have three or four good opportunities in the red zone to score. If you can get touchdowns, I think it's going to be hard for the Lions um, to, to match that. And that leads me into this question about the home road splits. I was looking at points per game. It's two touchdowns different. I know. Two touchdowns. They're they're the greatest <laughs> show on turf at home. And they're the, the same old Detroit Lions on the road. What is the deal there? I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, but I will say they just don't convert uh those third downs on mm-hmm. the road. It seems like and if there's a third and four, a third and seven, whatever it is in a passing situation at home, they always get it, at least this year been amazing um you know whether it's the tight ends whether it's chark whether it's saint brown running backs out of the backfield they've done it on the road it's a different story they've had to settle for field goals or or a dan campbell go for it situation uh you go back a few weeks ago uh at the giants road game the lions just pounded new york especially on the ground and i think they caught the giants uh looking ahead to dallas on thanksgiving day uh even when they won against the jets on the road uh the last road win their offense wasn't great but when they were inside the red zone, they they got touchdowns. But you're right; it's 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 a totally different story. I wouldn't say golf sucks on the road or or what. I, but it, the numbers aren't as good. It's just the bottom line is you know you're in the dome and the the the, the comfort the comfortable settings. But um, I think uh, I think the Lions are going to be okay. I think they're going to score, but like you said, they're not going to put up forty. No way. So I, I'm thinking about this game. I think I, I'm in that. 
27-21 kind of, it's going to be a good game, a back and forth game. I think the Packers ultimately have, have enough offense against this version of the, the Lions defense, even though I do think this defense is improved. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be very, very, very motivated to wash the taste of three interceptions in the red zone out of his mouth that he had from this first game. Um, you know, the, the, the ownage of the lions has, has lessened over the last couple of years, right? He, he, this was like fate accompli when these two teams played and it's not anymore. And I think, you know, as his career winds down, he, he knows that this is the team that he's always made his mark against because he's owned them and in, in never, never said to the bears fans or the lions fans is that the, what he did to the bears fans, I own you, <laughs> but he has. And so I think this is this is the game where he um, he puts his stamp on the season, ultimately gets them in. What say you? Um, Four and yeah. a half points is the line at bet online. Yeah, I, I think the Lions are going to cover. I, I I think you know I hate to be you know on the fence guy and and spineless, and I'm sure Lion fans are going to be watch bold. This. Matt, come on, do it. Pick the Lions. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to take Green Bay, but I'm going to say this. And I warned our my viewers and listeners on Sunday after the uh, Bears win. I smell, and I know then Packer fans are going to go, oh, here he goes. <laughs> I, I think the officials are going to play a role. I do. Now, I'm not saying that the NFL's calling on the officials to fix the game for Rodgers mm-hmm. so you get Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. I'm saying I'm nervous about a James Houston coming around edge, smashing mm-hmm. Rodgers, and they call it um, um, roughing the passer. And we all sit at home going, oh, my God, roughing the passer again. Worst call ever. What the NFL has got to fix roughing the passer. I smell it. I'm not saying it's going to be Trey Flowers blow to the head twice, like uh, a couple of years ago, but I got a weird feeling that about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lions outplayed him that day. So I, I think it could come down to something like that. And maybe it's a wuss, a wussy sounding Lions host saying it, but I also think Mason Crosby, I, I'm concerned about Badgley uh, in this game. And I'm not, I wouldn't be as concerned about Crosby who's made all those big kicks in that stadium. So I'll go 27, 24 Green Bay. Okay. That's a good number. By the way, Mason Crosby last week, I know he hit the crossbar, but the guy is 38 years old and hit and set the Packers record for a a kick at Lambeau field and, and to do it in late December, pretty remarkable. 50, 55, 56 yards. That's pretty amazing. It, It never occurred to me, but this is obviously true. The Lions fans think of that game as the Trey Flowers game. Packers fans think about that as the Alan Lazard game. Yeah. It's just, it's just funny how fan bases remember these things. I I don't think that's crazy. The Packers against the Dolphins um, benefited from a roughing the passer call in that game in a crucial moment. They ended up scoring a touchdown. And that was the moment when you knew probably going to win this game. Um, And it was that, that benefit of the doubt call that Aaron Rodgers got. Now it was a good call in that situation. It was a dumb penalty to take in the situation, but this is when you, when you have rookies and they're trying really hard to win games, a game can come down to that. I, I, I think I just have you, like you have the gut feeling about the officials. I have this gut feeling. Dan Campbell is going to go for a fourth down. He shouldn't. <laughs> and, and it's going to, it's going to be one of those like, okay, it's fourth and two from their own 33 and they feel like they have to do it because they're down three early or they're down. It's seven, nothing early. And they feel like they got to go. And then all of a sudden it's 10, nothing. It's 14, nothing. Right. And you did the, the lions for all their explosiveness. They're built to play closer games because they need the play action, all that stuff. I think, 
I think I could see that being the way that this sort of plays out. But again, I think this is going to be a back and forth nip and tuck kind of game. I think it's going to be really fun. And um, I'm going to be live on YouTube after it um, to talk about all of it. So I'm, I'm really excited for this. And I'm glad to, to be here once again with you, Matt, to be doing this on a, on a crossover Thursday. Pete, always a pleasure. Um, should be a lot of fun. Who, who knows what's going to happen? And if they tie, which could happen, the Lions uh, get the get the nod uh, if Seattle loses. But who knows? This will be this will be something. Too bad we don't get a Chargers Raiders where they could just kneel it out and both make it. That would I, I, <laughs> I like. I, I want more of those situations where teams have to make these decisions. Where no, That's just right. kneel, just kneel. If we tie, it's fine. Zero zero. Let's tie and both go to the playoffs. It's no, 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 no. They're gonna they're gonna play this game. Dan Campbell would uh, not have it any other way. So, and and the Packers better be ready no matter what happens to take the best shot from the Detroit Lions, or they're they'll get beat because they'll they'll have to play well to beat this Lions team. No doubt about it. Matt, always fun. We will talk to everybody tomorrow. Thanks to Matt for joining the show. Great to talk to him. As I said, we will be live after the game. On Sunday night on the Locked On Packers YouTube page. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Subscribe to The Leap. Please follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers back as one of the top NFL shows, one of the top football shows on the internet right now. Packer fans are the best. Thank you all. We're back, baby. Just like the Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, you can do that on the Locked on Packers YouTube page to stay Locked on Packers.